0: Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Levy, your co-host, Shaq. We're going to be talking Bellator 241, Patricio Pitbull versus Carvalho. And Shaq, it's going down this Friday at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. The champion, Patricio Pitbull, is not only putting his belt on the line, but uh, is putting his tournament spot on the line here against the last seed, Pedro Carvalho.
1: Yeah, is one of the best featherweights in the world, the champ champ in Bellator. I know you guys remember when uh, I went out there and cashed that plus 200 on him against Michael Chandler. You know, he put him down in that, and was it less than a minute? Uh, you know, it was somewhere around there. It was less than a minute. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, Patricio is one of the most underrated featherweights. Uh, I love him in Bellator. Carvalho, uh, he, he, he better be ready, you know. Uh, I wish him the best of luck.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, Carvalho's a guy a year ago, and none of us had ever heard of him. And then he goes out there, gets a stoppage win over Derek Campos, finish Sam Sicilia as well. So now we know exactly who he is, and he's got this main event spot. And uh, it's going to be a serious test here against the Bellator champ champ. Patricio Pitbull, Shaq.
1: Yeah, you know what he's done, uh, his last, I think it was, it was his last fight against Cecilia. I mean, that was crazy. He was losing the majority of that fight and was able to uh, knock him out right at the end, so props to him, and he's got to win over Campos, and you, know, you can beat Campos and Bellator. I mean, you're legit. That
0: means you're a perennial top 10 guy for them, so that was a great win on his part, and uh, Shaq, let's break down this main card. Let's get right down to business, because first up in the heavyweight division, we got a matchup between Matt Mitrione, he's 13-7, and seven, and Honey Marcus is 19 and 7. Currently, they got Matt Mitrione -165 and the comeback on Honey Marcus is +145. Well, Shaq originally was supposed to be Josh Barnett versus Honey Marcus, but as you know, Josh Barnett once again had another uh drug test violation. Uh this guy Hasn't been uh, clean his entire career, as you know. I mean, you remember when that Fedor event got canceled with Affliction back in the day. Well, now he's pulling similar stunts. And with Honey Marcus, uh, he had that UFC stint. And I know you remember when he was a minus 900 favorite over my head. Uh, goes in there, misses weight by five pounds, blames it on the Brazilian barbecue, and then goes down
1: i thought it was more but
0: it might have been like six pounds it was like eight but the guy uh weighed in something serious for a middleweight bout blames it on the brazilian barbecue takes a knee to a body shot shortly after um but you and i know the deal with matt mitrion here he doesn't have to fight anymore uh he's getting he's getting paid pretty fat uh who knows what the motivation level is like but do you still think matt mitrion has enough to come out here and beat honey marcus
1: yeah it's a good fight honey Marks. I know he's been in PFL for a little bit uh fighting over there since he got cut in and- I mean, he's getting his ass beat for the most part, um, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm surprised to see the line this low, just because Mitrion, I know, like, kind of has one foot out the door, but uh, I still think mitrion has got enough to come out here and get the win, it's just Mitrion's really shaky on that mat, you can't trust him, if anything happens, you know, Marks puts his arms around his neck, I mean, Mitrion might tap, I mean, that's just facts, I mean, I remember, you. I know you remember the, uh, The stun he pulled against. You remember when everyone wanted him to beat Travis Brown uh, back in the day and uh, (laughs) he went out there and got his ass absolutely handed to him? This was the shit Travis, not even the good Travis. So (laughs) So, uh, I'm going to pick Mitrion for the win. I think he'll probably stay at distance, touch him up. I mean, this guy did knock out Fedor. So I think that Honey Marks is nowhere near that level. And Derek Lewis. And Derek Lewis. So, you know, uh, I I think Mitrion's going to come out here and and get back on track with a a nice uh, straight left starching yeah i mean i think that's most
0: likely what's going to happen too it's just that if you're trusting mitrion at the betting window just know that this guy's got no motivation whatsoever and no reason to fight anymore He's set. he's good to go so all these next few fights he's going to have is just a bonus basically so don't expect you know the best matt mitrion you've ever seen or anything like that now with honey marcus uh he's actually coming off uh Coming off a second-round ground-and-pound stoppage win, but granted, it was over a 3-0 opponent, so you know how they do over there at PFL. But now here in Bellator, one thing he's got going for him is he's had the full camp, so there is that, but at the same time, he is not a natural heavyweight. Ah, man, I think he's going to be too small here. I think he's going to get hit with something big, so I'm going to go with Matt Mitrione as well. Now, next up in the middleweight division, we got a matchup between Anatoly Tokov. He's 29-3. and and Fabio Aguilar is seventeen and one. Currently, they got Anatoly Tokov minus eleven thirty-five, and the comeback on Fabio Aguilar is plus seven twenty-five. So it's like this. It's like this guy's name is Aguilar without the L, but Shaq for a plus seven something dog. He's seventeen and one. As a pro, uh, that's a serious record, but when you look a little closer into it, you know, it is your typical uh, padded Brazilian record, but he does have a win, a stoppage win over UFC veteran uh, Marcio Lioto Alexandre Jr. Uh, He stopped him two fights ago, but you know how long ago that was, Shaq? That was in 2017, so... Fabio is actually coming off a bit of a layoff here against Anatoly Tokov. And when you talk about a guy like Tokov, look, 29-3. and He's a serious Russian prospect, has a win over Alexander Shlomenko. Uh,
1: I think he's a big favorite here for a he reason. Lost to, he lost to Amiv,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. The last time he lost was that was that majority decision to Amiv, which was an absolute war for everyone that remembers. And prior to that, he hasn't lost since 2012. So I see why Anatoly Tokov is such a big favorite. You think he rolls here over a 17-1 and opponent?
1: Yeah, man, Tokov's one of the more underrated, more uh, quiet secrets in Bellator. You know, he doesn't really talk much, but this guy goes out there and handles his business. I remember that fight with Amiv, uh, You know, back in the, on the local scene, they had a, a very good fight. Uh, both men got wobbled. Both men got hurt. So, you know, I think he's gonna roll here over the seventeen and one Brazilian. Uh, you know, tie him up, get him in that clinch, and do the typical uh, Russian, the Russian beat down on him. You know, just control him in every. Uh, Way imaginable.
0: Yeah, look, when it's time to throw big bombs, it's time to throw big bombs. When it's time to pick this guy up over his head and throw him down on the mat, it's going to be time to throw him uh, down on the mat. Uh, You guys know how the Russian style works, and Anatoly Tokov, he does very well with that Russian style. I think it's going to lead him to a victory here. So I'm going to go with the big favorite as well, Anatoly Tokov, and hopefully they can give him a big matchup after this. Now, next up in the welterweight division, we got a matchup between Paul Semtex Daly. He's 42 and 17. And Saba Homasi is 13 and 8. Currently, they got Paul. Paul Daly, minus 370. The comeback on Saba Homasi is plus 310. Well, Shaq, one thing we can agree on is these two are going to stand and bang until one man falls, but historically speaking, that is not a good game plan to have against a man named uh, Paul Daly. The only people that have been able to beat Paul Daly in a stand and bang type fight are Douglas Lima and Nick Diaz. Look, Paul Daly has 42 wins and 31 of those 42 wins are by vicious knockout. I remember uh, someone wrestling in that MVP fight, but uh, you know, uh, you, know, you know paul uh put on his uh, wrestling shoes for that mvp <laughs> fight but uh but no nah, look man I-, I know they remember two max bets in a row cash for abdul razak al Hassan against sabah homasi and shout out to my boy razak found innocent on all charges now we get to see the return of our favorite ko artist so i'm looking forward to that I'm but i'm glad
1: to see my boy out now
0: yeah, you know, I I knew he was innocent the whole time, Shaq. But, uh, look, uh, Sabah Hamasi, uh, we've su- successfully faded him twice against a serious knockout artist in Razak Al-Hassan. Now he's going to a different league and fighting their serious knockout artist. Uh,
1: you think there's any chance he lands the big bomb on Paul Daly, or is it uh, left hook lights out? Yeah, Sabah Hamasi, he comes to fight. He always brings it. You know, I had that first fight where Razak Al-Hassan was com- somewhat competitive. He still got uh, finished. Was it the first round or second round? First. first uh, Both so, times. Both times. So, yeah, you know, uh, look, I think we, we we all pretty much assume that Daly's going to take this one. Daly, you know, when he fights these lower-level guys, you know, he usually starches them with a the vicious left hook. And, but the thing is, Sabah Hamasi does swing, but the thing with Sabah is he's got no composure. I You know, I'd say he's he's got a slight puncher's chance. Daly is getting a little bit up there in age. He is getting a little bit older. You know, but I'm assuming Daly still took this fight seriously. You know, just you know being on this type of card, and I think he's gonna have a vintage. Uh, you know, we're talking about a guy that put down. Uh, I mean, if you ever want to see George Moscone run away and shy away in a fight and look for ways out, just go watch him fight Paul <laughs> Daly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Paul Daly had him. I mean, look, George was out there pulling stunts, trying to avoid the fight as much as possible. So, you know, I feel like Paul Daley uh, is somewhat of a legend in this sport. Not that, it, not that it matters, but I think on on uh, Friday night he's going to knock out Sabah Hamasi. So, I think that actually will be, uh, you know, uh, you know, a good little entertaining fight, you know, to start off. So, I know Sabah's going to come out. You know, this guy. I think he used to be a stripper, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so, you know, this guy. Uh, you know this guy's a little loco. I, I know he's gonna come out and swing, uh, but uh, well, I think he'll get knocked out somewhere in that second round. Yeah, I mean, look, one thing you can uh, count on Sabahul
0: Masi for is he'll go out there and swing, win or lose. The guy will go out on his shield, and that's exactly why they matched him up with Paul Daley because they know most likely he's not gonna go out there and try to hump legs or anything like that. And he's gonna stand and bang until one man falls. Uh, he, I mean, this is a guy that went out there and did that with Razak Al Hassan twice. You'd think after the first time he would have been like, "Man, maybe we can." switch up the strategy but no he wanted to bang the second time as well Shaq and uh you saw the vicious uppercut and here I think it's going to be something similar look Paul Daly is one of the most established knockout artists in the welterweight division and if you're talking about a top 10 or a top 15 welterweight okay then then then, then maybe we can consider taking the shot but against guys at the level of Sabahomasi, this is where Paul Daly feasts and I think he will feast on Friday night at the Mohegan Sun uh, I think it's going to be a left hook knockout in the first round co-main event of the evening in the featherweight division we got the rematch between daniel the weasel Weischel. he's 40 and 11 and emmanuel el matador sanchez is 19 and 4 currently they got emmanuel sanchez minus 155 the comeback on daniel Weischel is plus 135 Well, shaq i actually lost a split decision betting on manny the first time that these two fought but that was back you know you know how long ago that was shaq that That was back in 2016, so almost half a decade ago. And since that point, uh, you've seen the direction both of their careers have gone in. Now they meet here uh, in the tournament, in the co-main event on this big card. Uh, It's a five-round fight. I'm curious if that's going to be advantageous towards Emmanuel Sanchez, who is known for his cardio. But Daniel Weischel, the guy's a serious vet. They call him the weasel uh, for a reason. Who you got in this rematch?
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like uh, when they fought in 2016, Manny wasn't that far off. It was probably the prime of Vaisal's career. He still had one more title shot on the horizons after that fight. Um, and Manny went back to the gym and got better. And that's exactly, you know, what he's been showing in the cage. He's got the wins over Strauss now, you know, another win over Georgie. Um you know, taking out their top prospect Claxton as where, you know, since uh Daniel Vichel's fought for the title against Pitbull and it went to a split decision. I don't know how it went to a split decision. I mean I, I thought he, you know, uh lost at least four rounds but hey it is what it is his nickname's the weasel for a reason but uh you know I think that uh since then it's kind of been a little bit of a drop-off he's kind of been a little cloudy of where he's at he tried to go to 55s and fight Gordiyamauchi uh that went to split decision as well but you know I thought he lost that fight handedly too and then uh you know his fight with Saul Rogers and Saul Rogers I mean you know I know he beat Ryan Hall, but, you know, it's all Rogers is nowhere on Manny's level, and that's just the facts of it all. So I think Vichel you know, I think he's had a great run. I think he's got 50 fights, over 50 fights. Um, you know, he's done it all in his career, but I do think Father Time's catching up with him, and I think it's a perfect spot for Manny to come in here and finally put a stamp on him. You know, Manny is a guy that even if you take this guy down early, you know, his takedown defense, he does get taken down every single fight, but, you know, it's uh, a, <laughs> you could be on top of him, and this guy could be smashing your ears with the, with the ear holes, or, you know, just the elbows from the bottom, this guy doesn't stop attacking no matter what position he's in, and now that Daniel Weichel's, you know, sustained, uh, you know, all these beatings since the first fight, you know, the pit bull fight, and the, uh, go to Yamauchi fight. I think now that he's going to struggle now to dealing with that type of damage, now Manny's going to be able to really capitalize in those spots where he hasn't hurt, as where the first time he was just a little bit green a little bit sloppy uh Vichel had you know the better hands and Vichel still might have the better hands but can he can he execute it for five rounds I really don't think so I think that somewhere you know in that midpoint of the second round you know midpoint of the uh, third round you're gonna see El Matador run away with this thing and and really start to take it to Vichel, uh with the cardio the pace and you know just the non-stop high kicks the you know the You know what happens when Manny starts uh, hopping around in that clinch, man. You know what time it is. So, you know, I think uh, Manny Sanchez is going to come out here and get a fourth-round TKO. So I like uh, Manny Sanchez for the win.
0: Yeah, this is a great rematch, a fight that definitely needed to happen. The first fight was so close, could have gone either way. And if it had two more rounds, I think they would have settled it inside the distance. But now they get the chance to do so at the Mohegan Sun. And uh, Emmanuel Sanchez said Daniel Weishel will be done in one at the Mohegan Sun. Now, Emmanuel Sanchez isn't exactly known for finishing people in the first round, so I think he's going to be ready to go the full five-round distance, but you have seen Daniel Weichel's chin tested over and over again. Even in fights that he's gone out there and won, so at this point in his career... It's going to be interesting to see if he can maintain that same discipline for a five-round fight against a guy in Emmanuel Sanchez who's going to be going forward the entire time. And I agree with you. Early on, there might be a takedown or two. Weishel might be getting off on a jab. He might be doing all these things. He might start looking pretty technical. But once that fatigue starts setting in, that's when Emmanuel Sanchez uh, kicks in a second gear, and that's when he's going to start taking over this fight. Uh, probably late in, into the first round, early into the second uh I agree with you. I do think he's going to run away with it. I'm not sure if he's going to finish or not, but I think that he's going to put a stamp on uh, on this rematch and just uh, be very dominant. So I'm going with Emmanuel uh, El Matador-Sanchez to defeat Daniel Weichel in the rematch. Main event of the evening for the featherweight title, we got the champion, the champ champ, Patricio Pitbull. He's 30-4, and four, and Pedro Carvalho is 11-3. and three. Currently, they got Patricio Pitbull minus 900 and Pedro Carvalho is plus 600 Shaq uh, I think Patricio did the right Thing picking this opponent here this Guarantees him a spot into the semifinals uh, Seemed to me like Pedro Carvalho Was the easiest opponent in the entire Tournament no disrespect to him but I mean He was losing that entire Sam Cecilia fight Until uh, you know he, hey, he came back and caught him in that third round you're Allowed to do that and, and legitimately win that's Exactly what he did so props to him but now Unfortunately for him uh, he's Got to fight the champion I personally don't think think it's going to go his way i think patricio Freire, whether he plays it safe or whether he takes some risks i think no matter what you put him in there in the, in the cage with pedro carvalho 100 times and i think he wins 90 uh, something of those times uh, and the times that pedro does win it's a uh, patricio slipping on a banana peel so i'm gonna go with patricio to finish pedro carvalho here and i defend his title and set up uh, that rematch with manny sanchez
1: yeah, 100%. You know, Carvalho, seemed, I like his spirit. I like his energy. You know, he he's a, a, a wannabe uh, a McGregor. You know, he, tra- he trains at that camp. But, uh, you know, I don't think McGregor can get in there and uh, fight for him, or I don't think he's got those skills. But I, I like the kid's uh, energy. But, yeah, he's in over his head for this one. We're talking about, I mean, you know, you saw Pitbull's last fight against Archuleta. Archuleta was out there looking like a, like a, like an amateur, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Michael Chandler face first in the canvas. Manny Sanchez, you know, that was probably his toughest fight. And, I mean, that fifth round, those championship rounds, I mean, you saw what happened, 10-8 rounds, you know what I'm So I think Pitbull is the, the true uh, definition of a champion over there. And in my opinion, he's the... Man, him and Douglas are still fighting for the who's the greatest uh, Bellator fighter of all time. So, you know, uh, I know he needs to get this win, and I think he will. He took the, you know, he wanted to take more time off. He got to pick who he uh, wants. He's like, man, why would I? Why would I fight Sanchez now? You know, why, why would I fight Caldwell and you know? Uh, and AJ McKee and all these guys you know so let's, there's let's a million <laughs> on the line here let me just take this guy first and uh let's move on so i think he made the right move and i think he uh i say uh i say 50 44 50 43 you know he'll probably play it safe just cuz when he gets in there he'll realize shit i got a I, I got a lot to lose here so you know uh i i think he'll uh, dominate this fight
0: And there's a lot of heat between these two. If you go to their social medias, there's this whole Brazil versus Portugal thing. And I think Carvalho might have started it. And then Patricio had a nice little response. They had a a big back and forth. So definitely go check that out if that gets you pumped before fights. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for checking out this very special Bellator 241 edition of Half the Battle. You can follow Shaq at MMA Genius 5 on Twitter, at ShaqBFP on Instagram.
1: And it's max bet season for Bellator 241 as well. Got a big max bet this weekend. So, you know, make sure you use uh, the code 2020 for 20% off VIP packages.
0: Yes, sir, at bestfightpicks.com. You can follow me at Best Fight Picks. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places where we are available. It is max bet season for Bellator this Friday, so go to bestfightpicks.com. And until the next time, let's cash these bets.